Hi, and welcome to another recording of Youth Connect, uh, Peculiar Youth Connect. Um, we're going to be talking today about hunger for God. You know, the Bible says in Matthew 5, 6, it says that, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. So, what is your hunger level at? Because, you know, there is a saying that you are what you eat. So, what exactly are you consuming? What exactly are you partaking of? So, as you listen to this episode, I pray that the Holy Spirit ministers to you. I pray that he speaks to your heart. I pray that your heart be open for his instruction, for his for his word, and that whatever he he lays in your heart to do, that you obey instantly. God bless you. Youth Connect. Basically, um, in the age that we live in nowadays, it's very easy to to be entertained by other things. It's very easy to be distracted. It's easy to give into other things that seem important. And I remember I was reading a scripture. I think it's in Second Kings, and it's in Ops about the woman, the widow, that that um, she came to Elisha, and 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 she was like. Um, my servant, my, my, my husband that, that used to fear the Lord is dead. And the question that he asked her was like, what do you, what do you have in your house? And she said nothing but a jar of oil. And she was instructed to go with her sons to get, to borrow vessels, empty vessels, and to pour the jar of oil into, into those vessels. So the question for today, and let me just make sure I have the question. So the question for today is, how can one be hungry for God in this day and age? When you take into account that we have all forms of technology, we have many apps on our phones, we have everything that could possibly distract us than, than we did before. So the question is, how can one be hungry for God in this day and age? So any, um, how, how can one be hungry for God in this day and age, especially with everything that is going on right now? Yeah, thank you so much for the question. This is a very important question um and you did mention obviously today we have a lot more distractions yeah. um than people did in the past so in terms of staying hungry for god one thing that is very important is that we need the help of the holy spirit um it's not something that we can do based on our own power or our own will mm-hmm. um it's something that it doesn't come naturally to us. So therefore, we need the help of the Holy Spirit. We cannot make ourselves hungry for God. We need the Holy Spirit to help us in that process. Um, when we think about the uh, the book of Romans, chapter 9, verse 16, it says, it does not depend on human desire or human effort, but on God's mercy. So asking the Holy Spirit for help um, especially when that desire is there is very important because the Holy Spirit is always present to help us. Um, it's not enough to just have the desire. The Holy Spirit is actually what would help us um, accomplish this. Mm-hmm. But uh, beyond that, though, we do have a responsibility, um, of course, in partnership with the Holy Spirit. We do have the responsibility that takes practice and takes commitment in order to actually stay in a state of hunger for God. Um, 
But I just want to say that, you know, to anyone listening, it's important to remember that it is a process. Um, you might not always, you know, feel like you might not always um, feel like going to God or seeking his presence. But um, but you have to remember that it's necessary. And whenever something is necessary, it means that it's something that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to apply practice and you need to apply a level of commitment. And this would sort of help push you beyond your feelings. So some of the responsibilities that we do have as Christians uh, in terms of staying hungry for God, especially in the midst of the multiple um, levels of distractions that we do have is one important step is having a daily devotion with God um, that includes reading his word um, is very important in this process of staying hungry for God. You know, taking the example of Jesus, um, you know, as Christian, our example is Jesus. The whole premise of being a Christian is to be Christ-like, is to follow the examples of Jesus. We see in several scriptures where um, there were moments where the Bible tells us that Jesus isolated himself to go pray and to go spend time with his father. You know, sometimes he got up, the Bible would say he got up while it was still dark. Um, sometimes he stayed up really late when his disciples had gone to sleep. Um, the more time that Jesus spent with his father, the more he desired the presence of his father and the more mm-hmm. hungry he was um, for his presence. When we think about the garden of you know, the Bible tells us that Jesus prayed three times, um, even I don't think that Jesus necessarily felt like it. You remember the time where it says, not my will, but yeah, your will. He said, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. His mm-hmm. feelings, you know, didn't necessarily want to go through the hardship of the cross. But in that moment, he was able to exchange his feelings for God's will. You so, know, and that's what spending time with God does. So basically, you're saying, so so if I'm if I'm understanding, is it is it accurate to say that feelings, your feelings might not necessarily be an indicator of, of truth or or of, let's say I don't feel like spending time with God, right? So basically, we should push past push past our feelings, so to speak, and right. be committed to actually spending time with God. Correct. Absolutely, absolutely, mm-hmm. because most times we're not going to feel like it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the more time we spend in God's presence, the more we are able to um, overcome our feelings, the more that the spirit is able to take over mm-hmm. and lead us. And not So we're not led by our feelings, because if we were to go based on our feelings, we wouldn't do it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I think um, I think I think a lot of times it's um, because, for example, for me, sometimes when I wake up in the morning and let's say I set my alarm clock for 5 a.m. and then it goes off at 5 a.m. Instinct sometimes tells me that, OK, I, I should get up, wash my face, wash my teeth and then like spend time in the word or spend, spend time with Jesus. But there are a lot of times where I feel like I can just sleep an extra five minutes to be OK. And then I take that five minutes and that becomes 15, now becomes like 30 and then I wake up and I find out it's like 8 a.m. I'm like, oh, I have to rush out the house. And then you say like a little quick five-minute prayer and you're out. So right. it's it's a lot of times it's, it's pushing past those feelings. And one thing that I've noticed is that once we commit to doing something, eventually our feelings actually now begin to line up with the very thing that we're not doing. So mm-hmm. it's like a race in a sense. So 
I think that's very important that that, that you that you put that out there. It's about commitment and discipline. So um the next question I want to ask is does it really does the length of time that you spend, let's say in devotion to the Lord in the morning, in the evening, does that matter or is that something that we can build upon over time? Yeah, that's a really good question. I don't necessarily think that the length of time matters. So um, the way I think about it is not really the quantity, but it's the quality of time that you do mm-hmm. spend. So for some, for someone, it could be 10 minutes. For another person, it could be one hour or two mm-hmm. or three. I don't think it really matters. Um, so far, that time, there's quality time, meaning that you're actively engaging your father, you're actually engaging in the word. You are list- actively listening to what he's saying to you. You are allowing the you are allowing the words of God to, you know, take over your heart and you're meditating. So it's really the quality of time. You could spend an hour just sitting down, just reading through the word, and you're not actively listening or engaging. Your mind's uh, your mind could be in other in other things or in other places, and you're not really able to gain gain much during that time so it's really making sure that you protect that time right it's a time where you're not distracted where you know you are you're sort of setting that time apart like this is my time with God and you protect that time fiercely um, because it's that quality of that time that actually produces fruit it's that it's the quality of that time that would have impact in your life and that impact can you know um can influence those around you. So it's mm-hmm. not really the amount of time you spend. It's really the quality of time that you do spend. Right. So it's a quality of time and it's, and it's, and it's, it's making sure that we're actually listening to what God is saying. Correct. That we're not just right. reading to like memorize right. and to cram. Right. And there's nothing wrong with memorizing scripture. So, but it's more a case of listening, reading to right. listen to what God is saying. Right. And they're now like implementing that in your life, correct? Right, absolutely. The Bible tells us that the word of God is alive, right? It's mm-hmm. alive, it's act- alive, it's active, it's powerful, and it doesn't return to God void. So every time that you're sitting to read the word, you're you're reading living word, living right. word. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's very different. That's what ma- makes the Bible different from any other book. You know, you're li- you're reading a living word, not just uh, a story, not just um, fic. It's not fiction. You know, it's mm-hmm. something that is alive and it's active and it's powerful. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, thank you very much for that. So, I was just wondering if, for example, if there's anyone that is listening, that let's say, for example, someone that hasn't spent time in the Word of God, let's say they haven't, they've, it's like, oh, it's been like a couple of days I haven't read, and let's say they're feeling guilty. I was wondering if you could just like speak to that person that may be feeling guilty or feeling condemned for not spending time in the word. Maybe you can just minister to that person, speak to them in terms of like how they can get back into um, a daily devotion of going to the word of God in the morning. How For that person that is feeling as if I haven't read the word of God, so therefore God doesn't want to hear from me and they may be feeling that condemnation. So I just want you just to take a couple of minutes or, just to minister to that person, to let the person know how they can go back to 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 speaking to God. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. First of all, to that person, I want you to remember that guilt is not from God. Um, we have a loving Father, and He would never uh, condemn us. Um, his guilt is actually from. 
the devil is from satan you know to condemn us to make us feel um like we can't go back um to our, you know to god's presence so you have to remember that that emotion is not godly um the one thing that is so important in terms of staying hungry um for god is having a heart of repentance so if you notice that um, you are neglecting studying the word. If you notice that you're not prioritizing, if you notice that God is not actually number one in your life, the important thing is to repent and to do something about it. Um, the Bible tells us that, you know, David was a, a man after God's own heart. It's not mm -hmm. because David was perfect, right? You don't have to be perfect because no one is perfect, right? We can't be perfect. Mm -hmm. Um but David had a heart of repentance. If we read Psalms 51, right? If you read that prayer of repentance, you could see how David, you know, all the wrong things that he did and how he went to God and exchanged all of that for just having the presence of God. He said, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Do not take your presence from me. Do not take the Holy Spirit from me. Let me experience the joy of my salvation. What was David doing? It was basically um, in this state of hunger for the presence of God. So mm -hmm. if you if you find yourself, you know, neglecting to study the word or going days or weeks without studying the word, you know, don't be don't feel guilty, but repent and do something about it. Go to God in prayer. Be vulnerable. Be completely honest with God. He already knows this, right? It's not like you're telling him anything that is um that he doesn't already know. So go to God, repent, and ask the Holy Spirit to help you get into the habit of studying the word. Again, it's a habit meaning that it takes time to build. It's not, you just not wouldn't wake up one day and automatically just become this person that spends, you know, every single day reading scripture. Um, mm -hmm. It takes, it takes daily practice and it's not a perfect process. Um, so I don't want you to, you know, feel guilty. Um, I want you to repent and ask God to help you um, to um, get in the habit of spending time with, him because it's necessary um yes yeah, so thank you thank you very much for that it's it's necessary he the bible says that jesus said i am the bread of life and we need to, we need to spend that time with him. so just like my sister said if you've if you feel like oh i've been neglecting everything like that go back to god and repentance after all when we repent it's not like we're telling god anything that he doesn't already know right so and just to conclude with this, I remember when Moses was in, when God, God told Moses, like, you know what, I'll give you an angel to go into the promised land, but I myself wouldn't go. And Moses, Moses' heart for God was this, you know, if you do not go with, if, you, if your presence does not go with us, do not take us up from this place. So it's all a process. It starts from somewhere. You can always ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, help me to have a hunger for God. And as you ask him, believe in faith, that God will give you that hunger, but you must start from somewhere. So as you start this, this process, this, this habit, the Holy Spirit will help, will help you. He is our helper. He's our comforter. So I want to thank um, Dr. Amy for this, for sharing on this. I think this is very important because there, I think there are lots of people out there that they, they get distracted easily. And it's, it's important to know that we must spend time in God's word. So Thank you for that. So, Dr. Any, if you just if you mind, if you could just close us out in prayer and pray for those that will listen to this, that God will bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. 
So, dear, dear Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you. We thank you so much for um, the opportunity to share in your word. We thank you so much um, for just this time where we get to answer questions, where we get to teach, Father, oh God. We thank you for those that will be listening, oh God. We pray that there will be something, oh God, that was said tonight, oh God, that will be a blessing to them, oh God, Father. We pray that the Holy Spirit, oh God, would help each and every one of us, oh God, to um, get closer to God, to seek his presence, to be surrounded um, by the Holy Spirit, that that would be the priority of our lives, oh God, Father. We thank you. We bless your name, oh God. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you very much for that, Dr. Inni. And again, my name is Tanuru Osa. I'm the youth pastor of Peculiar. Uh, a particular assembly. This has been Peculiar Youth Connect. Until next week, God bless. Have a good night. Good night. Good night.